Okay, so this is Hex Files episode something. A bunch. Um, is it ten? Sure. 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 I'd have to look it up. But anyway, you're here. If you see a, a missing episode, it's because it's on Cursed. Because um, we did a crossover last time we recorded. Um, wait, I think I might have got ahead of myself. <laughs> no, it is ten. So, this is episode 10, and we um, did a little trip that we want to talk about. Um, we got way more than we thought we did, would. And it was like immediately off of that, as soon as we hit the road, it started. Right. So, oh my God, my rosé has ice in it, because I'm that person, and it's so loud. <laughs> um, but you usually hear my gin and tonic. Hopefully, it makes you want to drink. You didn't even have to tell on yourself. But I did. No, you didn't. Um, I think it was Ghost and Hose that like said something about putting ice in rosé, and I was like, oh. but you kind of made me start doing that, too. Yeah. But it works. It works. It's good for the summer. If you drink it quick enough, it doesn't water it down at all. <laughs> and if you like it watered down a little bit, it's still good. So part of the trip in the Dismal Swamp is where we went. Um, the Great Dismal Swamp. The Great Dismal Swamp. It's a national park. Um, fuck, this is going to get me in trouble with this fucking glass. Um, we actually, it, it spans kind of not quite central and not quite the coast, but close, in, somewhere in between in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and extends up into Virginia. So... We wanted to camp inside the swamp, and we realized that unless we wanted to paddle out to a military little area on an island where you could, like, primitive camp, that we weren't going to camp inside the park. Yeah, and as much as I love to camp, I really love water. Yeah. Clean water, fresh water. (laughs) Right. So, um, and I don't even know if it would have been open, um... But what we did do was find the closest campground. I mean, I say it was outside of the park. It was, but it was still in the swamp. Yeah. I mean, the canal was right in front of the campground. Our campsite had a foot of standing water. It did. We had to change our cabin out. Um, the So let's start with the, the drive there. Oh, yeah. Because we were originally going to try to stay this in August, September for my birthday. And I was like... And you were like, actually, you know what? It's fucking stupid to stay in a swamp in the summer. In the <laughs> end of summer. And it's just now getting kind of cold. And it's middle of November. Yeah. We really fucked up the planet. Right. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but so we ended up going and it was actually, other than the storms we, we dodged, we got in between them. There was a lot of rain. Um, so there was flooding here and there. Um, but luckily we were in a primitive cabin, um, but it still had like, it did have electricity in a little heating unit slash AC unit. Um, the electricity was helpful because it's like, we weren't just camping for the experience per se. We were camping to investigate. So the outlets were helpful, even though we brought everything charged and backed up. Sometimes you can't. <laughs> yeah. You never know. It's. Your battery is just going to drain right. unexplicably. Yeah. 
which you'll find out about, <laughs> um, which was so weird and it hasn't given me any problems. So, um, yeah, there was standing water, but um, we left Friday the 13th <laughs> and we didn't leave as early as we wanted to. Originally, we were going to go to in on the way about halfway through to the, the point is a uh, museum, Cryptozoology and Paranormal Museum in Littleton, North Carolina. Originally, we were going to stop there. I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. So we decided, well, let's just go straight on to the campsite. We'll hit it on the way back. And um, yeah, what did we see? We saw... Every third car had a three 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 or a four 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 or a three 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 four four four. That truck, number. Yeah, yeah, that truck had a phone number. Yes. And then I'm trying to think if we saw anything weird. We it saw was the balloon, right? I was gonna say like we actually didn't see any of the like bumper stickers and shit we've been talking about lately. We've been seeing of like Bigfoot and stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was driving down. I don't know what highway that is, but it goes up into Virginia. It's that stretch where you pass into Virginia, coming up, going north from North Carolina. Is it still eighty five? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah. Um, and it's like there's nothing really but trees, trees upon trees upon trees. There's little cutouts here and there, so that troopers can go between highways. But there's a there's a good like several feet of like wood line in between the highways going north and south. So I, <laughs> I'm driving and I was like, <gasps> and I think I scared you and you were you like, did. what? And I was like, in the trees, there were mylar balloons. They, they were deflated and there were multiple colors, but I saw blue the most. And right before that, I was talking with um, our friend Brett Manning and we like to talk about Hellier and we like to talk about synchronicities and weird shit's happening. And we were just talking about balloons. We were talking about our Savannah trip in February. Um, I think the Newkirks um, who did uh, Hellier will be there. And we were joking about like balloons and all this shit <laughs> and um, talking about like how we want to get them on the show and how they'll like meet us in Savannah with like a restraining order. And, um, <laughs> Brett was like, oh, wear like a shirt with a blue star because that's like, you know, and the balloons and stuff. So that was the day before the the day. It wasn't long before. And I saw these balloons hanging there. Now, granted, if they'd have been on somebody's mailbox on the side of the road, I would have been like, yeah, that's funny, but that's not worth my time. And I was driving and it was 70. So I did not get a chance to take a picture. And this was not somewhere you could stop and like go back. Yeah. Um. But there were mylar balloons, probably about four or five hanging from the trees, like up in these like naked trees that have shed their leaves. And I was like, okay, okay. And we saw that three, three, four, 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 like, and we've been seeing three, three, threes and four, four, fours for a while now, but they always seem to coincide with like investigations and stuff. So we, this was so many. We've never, we were like, okay, this is getting kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It was to the point where it's like. Like like you said, every few cars, it was like, come on. Phone numbers, billboards, exits. There was a 333 exit or a 222 exit. Yeah. So we we're like, okay. We're like, well, maybe this is good. Maybe this means we'll find something. And we're like telling Brett, too, because we're like, synchronicities, man. <laughs> um, 
and just somebody else to listen to are like hellier tie-ins ever since we talked about goblins on cursed uh in went to uh said blue mountain brown mountain (laughs) um so yeah that was pretty much it right and then we were like well we need to get there before it closes but i mean you know you get a passcode to get in but we're like before the office closes and we just we ended up leaving later than we wanted to and i feel like the fact that we left later than we wanted to like set us up for everything that happened after i don't disagree with that it's too like everything and i know everybody can say hindsight's 2020 and you can look back and say well this happened because this 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 and this but i really feel like we started on a path that led us to what we i mean from the beginning to the end i think it was fucking i've got got goose pimples <laughs> the the way our trip ended was on such a like open ended like there is more it is happening and you have to stop for now but you'll be back yeah so we get to the campground which is in Chesapeake Virginia mm-hmm. Um, we can't do much there because of COVID. So they have canoes and kayaks, but you can't use them. They got ponies. They got pony rides. Can't do those. Um, it's kind of a cool facility. Like. You're not allowed to have pot parties. They have a sign about it. (laughs) There's a big sign that says no beer or pot parties. They didn't say anything about like, um, liquor. Cocaine. Yeah. Meth. Which, (laughs) I mean. (laughs) I don't think you could have your RV in that park. But so it, it was one of those sites that has the primitive cabins, like four, a little tent area. And then they've got like, it's really an RV park and storage. Yeah. Uh, we found out because that's what they have the most slots for. But I mean, we were tucked away in a corner right on the edge of like this crop open field thing. Mm-hmm. In a tree line. With a big canal going right beside the, yeah. the uh, site. So I'm trying to think, like, what? The first thing was the sighting in the sky. Yes, that's what we I was saw thinking. That while we were checking in. Right. We we got out of the car, and I was like, what in the fuck is in the sky? And I'm like, it looks like a rocket. And you were like, what? And I was like, it's probably a plane, maybe because it's so foggy and misty. Maybe the planes. But we were seeing other planes in the sky, and we're like, okay. It's not a plane. You don't see the lights. Um, and so I started thinking, like, I mean, what are we seeing? It's obviously going up. It's not a meteor. Straight up. It's not a meteor. And then, but we were rushing to check in because we were pressed for time. Mm -hmm. So I think we had like 30 minutes to make sure we checked in and got everything taken care of. So I took a quick video, sent it to my friend Alex, who you heard on Cursed. And he was like, you know, SpaceX is doing a bunch of launches the, the, the next four days. And we looked it up and it was like, no, it didn't line up with that. So we kind of posted in our stories and forgot about it. And then later we find out, like I posted again today and somebody commented, um, it's the um, Atlas V Mm -hmm. rocket that was launched uh, around 530 Eastern Standard Time, which is when we saw it. Uh, And then I found articles about North Carolina, particularly having... (laughs) having sites of that same it looks the exact same and i was like that's so cool we got to see it no it wasn't a ufo 
we suspected it might have something to do. And then we even thought, well, we saw jets one day. So many jets. Why? We'll talk about that too. But like, we're like, okay, there's obviously some military stuff going on. Maybe they were testing something. So we didn't think it was like an alien UFO. But like we said, it's a UFO because we didn't know what the fuck it was yeah. at the time. We had our suspicions. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to dump this ice. So I ditched the ice out of the rosé because that was bugging me. Sorry if it bugged you. <laughs> um, and I brought the bottle out because, um, so yeah, we saw the rocket. We were like, let's get firewood there. The firewood was damp. It was wop. Wet ass pine. Wet ass pine. <laughs> um, and it was a challenging night. Everything was soaking wet. Our first cabin, the, the fire pit ring was flooded. You had to bail the fire pit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I had to like make a little platform, build it up, and then like make the fire. And it was one of those constant like feeding, fanning it and stuff to just keep it going. But we had it going. There was one other guy next to us. He was by himself. He probably was disappointed that we were right beside him, but... It is what it is. We he were not. He was the agent sent to watch us. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, because she said, yeah, you guys, I'd say you'd be by yourself, but I think there was one more person checking in. He was like, it was me. And she was like, oh, they're here. Huh. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. So the first night we decided, I think we played around with the FLIR. We looked at the, the field. We did a little live stream on Instagram, which is all in posts now. And we were like, well, let's just relax. Um, and then we were like, well, we'll do, maybe we'll do a spirit box later. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's hard to know, like, I think we did it around midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start seeing things? The shadows? Yeah. By the time we had the campfire going pretty well. I was starting to have that feeling like you're being looked at and you turn your head and you see like a little impression and then it's gone mm -hmm. sort of thing. I'm familiar around Solon. Yeah. It was like, oh, I saw something dark in my field of vision or outside of the field of my vision. And when I look at it, I can't see something. And it was like the hiding behind trees that like the playfulness that kind of like the curiosity that struck me. It wasn't like menacing. It wasn't looming. It wasn't. Um, I don't know anything bad, but it was uh -huh. just very much like a curiosity. Yeah, like we were being checked out. Yeah. Um. So we decided to do a spirit box, but not just any spirit box. We wanted to do the Estes method. Yeah. Um, which we had not done with the spirit box. I mean, I got it recently, and um, geeked out over it, and we used it with Betty, and that was about it. But this is the first time. And it wasn't, you know, we didn't really know what we were going into. We are like, well, let's talk to the spirits around us. Um, we have that digital recording of the entire first session. That we'll find a way. We'll put it up on Patreon, maybe for the five and up. Because we do have some bonus stuff coming for everybody that's a patron. But we did kind of say we would have some, like, behind the scenes or some footage that we'd start putting in for like the higher tiers and stuff like that. Um, just to add to the content, um, you know, keep it worth the higher. <laughs> the, I mean, we're so appreciative of everybody, but you know, we're probably going to shoot uh, a bonus for this with the lore and ghost stories. 
from really. from There's dismal so swamp much of it. yeah and i it to say it here would like step on our experience so we'll put those on patreon and then we'll release now the second night we did a spirit box that's on instagram and it's full hour long thing but it's, it's sorry for my terrible technical abilities because um, they're terrible but the first one has not been released it will release that as audio on uh, patreon so uh if you guys are five and up look forward to that that the first night i think we got the craziest shit to be honest yeah um so we go over there to do our spirit box we'll tell you about it obviously um i go in first with the headphones we call it going in <laughs> is what we started calling referring it to as so, so i'm going in put the headphones in covered my eyes um and basically played around with the spirit box to see different like channels and stuff. I think I got it like in the sweet spot, but you can hear the clicking of me trying out stuff. So I'm saying these words and I'm like, they don't mean anything. Like this sounds stupid to me. Like I'm just, you know, I'm saying what I hear clearly. There's words I hear that I don't register. Like I, my brain can't make them into oh English word, but they're, you know, I was like, that stood out. I just don't know what it is. It's just not repeatable. Right. So the Estes method is where you go blindfolded, you have your headphones in, you don't hear or know the questions that someone else is asking. They're asking questions, you're just repeating what you hear on the spirit box, which in our case is an SB7, and that is scans radio frequencies really fast, and it's thought that spirits can use that to communicate. Whether it's your subconscious or your senses that they're tweaking, same thing with Ouija boards and pendulums. And so when you talk about whether it's your subconscious or not reacting or hearing something, you have to understand that the belief is that they do that with pendulums, that your subconscious is moving the pendulum with the messages. Uh, the Ouija board are micro twitches and all this stuff too. Floki like a rosé. Um, she did not get to go. She's not a camping cat. <laughs> not yet. Not a swamp cat. She can learn. Yeah. And so I'm like, I just don't feel like I got anything. And I was like, how was it? And you were like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, almost every response you had was relative to what I, to what was happening in the conversation. Yeah. The responses were slow. There was time in between, but the responses were very much pertaining to the questions. I think there's, and I'm not just like making up excuses, but I think sometimes there's a delay because you're one, you might not even know how to manipulate this thing and you're being asked by people in your space to communicate with something you don't even know how to work or you figure it out and you're waiting on that perfect response. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think not getting a response right away and getting frustrated is the same thing with like a Ouija board or a pendulum, like be patient these things can take time i more than anybody am impatient so impatient and i'm like i know she's probably asking questions right now i'm not saying anything but i'm not here to force a word that i might have heard now if it's clear and i can't make it out if it's like you know um eight or there was some words like where it's like i couldn't understand the difference but i knew they were worth saying in one form or the other but I'm not grasping it like the, and um, uh, uh, they said, yes, okay. Like, <laughs> it has to be clear. 
because you have to kind of zone out. I've learned by doing it, you have to zone out and just like let it come. So what did it say with me? Do you remember like the first time, like some of the stuff? I remember what it said with you. Are you asking me to do a remember? Yes. <laughs> but, How dare you, first of all. So I remember asking you, so we switched. And I said, okay, do you want to take a turn with the headphones and I'll ask questions? And of course I did. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I don't, we didn't get any kind of names in the beginning. Got numbers, um, things like that. Yeah. So I said, um, you know, we're out here looking for stuff. Um, do you think we'll find anything? I mean, this is an hour long thing, so I'm not going to, you know, remember it all. But I remember at some point saying, like, what are we going to find out here? And it's, you said mystery. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. Okay, Sarah McLaughlin, we're creating a mystery <laughs> out here. Let's see what happens. And I said, okay, well, um, where's the best place that we can go look? And it said, pub, you said Pub Street. Yeah. I said, okay, is uh, I'll Google that. I'll definitely remember Pub Street. And then right after you said Blythe. And I was like, well, we just watched Bly Manor. That's the first thing that popped in my head. But Me it's... too. And I was like, why am I saying these things? But it was Blythe. And then it was Critical Point. Right? Yes. It was what you said right after Blythe. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And then you fucking said, I don't remember what I asked. It might have been like one of those gaps in between. But you said Gremlin and started laughing. Because, of course, I'm like, why? of course it would say Gremlin. Well, of course I would think it said Gremlin. Well, we talk, we joke and talk about, like, us being Gremlins. Um, we joke about Gremlins and Goblins and things like that. But that might be important later. So remember that Gremlin happened. <laughs> and even though you might have a bias to that word, you heard that word, and there's a reason you heard that word. Yeah. You weren't hearing a bank of everything you heard. I did hear your name when I first put them in. It said, like, Tamara. And I was like, okay. Maybe I'm making that up, but I heard it clear as fucking day. Yeah. Um, so we had said our names and introduced ourselves and all that. So we're at the Gremlin. So I'm like, we really want to um, find some stuff. We're out here to look at anything and everything. Talk to you. We're looking for aliens, Bigfoot particularly, um, the spirits of the swamp uh, that's supposedly haunted. And you said tune in. And I was like, yeah, I mean, we're trying to tune in. And it said, like, go all in. Yeah. And we're like, well, we're trying to go all in. It said, ready. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. I said, ready for what? And you said, cryptid. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then just after that, I hear this thing move to the right of me in the brush. Because we're at the, like, canal line where there's cattails and, like, you know, all the tall grass and Marsh. stuff. Yeah, it's very marshy and wet. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And I think that was kind of the, the big heavy hitters that stood out to us. Um, I think when you started, you were like, motherfucker. And I was like, uh, and you said, sorry. And I was like, well, we curse. You can curse around here. And you said, fuck. And I was like, okay, nobody on the radio is allowed to say that. Yeah. Not yet. Um, so we thought, oh shit, that was really cool. Oh, and one thing that stood out with me, I had a question in my head. And it w was formed in my head, and I opened my mouth to say it, and you say, every day of the week. And I start laughing, and I'm like, my legit next question was, have you ever seen a Bigfoot around here? And 
as that thought formed in my head before I could even say it, every day of the week was what you said. A whole, like, sentence. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So that was kind of the end of the spirit box night. We left our offerings. We said thank you. And uh, we go back to the campfire and listen back. And we're, like, blown away by each other's experiences. <laughs> so the next morning, we get up, make camp breakfast. It was so good. Best breakfast ever. Um, it was fucking good. Like, and our plan for the day was we're going to meet up with um, our a listener and a friend um, at a brewery nearby. And then we're going to go check out Lake Drummond, which mm-hmm. has the reports of a ghost canoe with a ghost woman in a ghost canoe. Yes. So we That's just think. Three awesome things. Women, canoe, and ghost. Right. Um, night canoe. <laughs> night canoe. Um, and we were like, okay, the lake's kind of in the middle. We're on the eastern side of the, the swamp. So we'll just drive down like 20 minutes and we'll be at the lake. Yeah. Um, so we meet up with, um, the listener. I'm not gonna say her name here because, well, I mean, I tagged her, but you know, I don't want to out her, but it's like, yo, greeny, we tagged her. Yeah. She brought us amazing art. I need to take pictures of that. Yes. Um, she made a picture for me. She made a Mothman. She did one for you. Um, she's a very talented artist, and we're trying to get her to, like, work with us, like, oh, yeah, if you ever want to commission anything for merch, let us know. <laughs> um, so it was really cool to meet her because we've exchanged. We've been pen pals, as you would say. Yeah. Like, she sent us, in the beginning, she sent Cursed some, like, little shells and, like, things close by her. And then um, sent her, like, a thank you card and sent her back some, like, beer and stuff. And then she sent us some beer. So, you know, it's just kind of cool to hang out. And she was going to go with us because she's kind of familiar with the area. Her family's from there. Yeah, got some heritage. Yeah, so we're like, this works out perfect. So we have a couple beers. We're talking and, like, having fun. And we are like, okay, let's get to this lake. And it's an hour away. And we're like, how? How is it an hour away? Like I could walk to it in 20 minutes. What? Right. Well, it wanted us to go back around the entire swamp. Like we were backtracking. Back to North Carolina. Right. And enter through the east side. And we're like, not the east side, the west side of the swamp. And we're like, what the fuck? Like there's a canal down here. Surely there's, it says there's a place to put in canoes. Surely there's a trail, something. Yeah. So we're like, let's just drive down there. And I was like, if we can't get to the lake, surely we'll get close. Like, maybe we could see it. So, we get down there. And (laughs) it's just this, like, it's one of those crossroads where you either take a left or a right. But you can't go straight anymore. The canal is right there. And if if you look at a picture of the Great Dismal Swamp, it's bordered by an entire canal. And then canals running out through it for shipping and, like. To move timber. Yeah. Things like that. Um, so it looks like a road that borders the whole thing, but it's water. It's a canal and it's still used with boats and stuff today. So we get down there and we take a right and it's a, there's like, it's blocked off for bikes only. So we're like, look, there's a little trail down the side of the woods and we see a truck down there. And we're (laughs) like, let's go down there and see if like there's trails. We drive down there and it's this dude with his two dogs hunting. He's got his camo and his orange on um i believe you meant hunting hunting yeah hunting dogs hunting dogs and um so we asked him we're like we're looking to get to the lake 
and you talk you do you talk to him and yeah he was like what was he saying he was his accent was like the quintessential north carolina coastal lowlands like so much water and so much swamp in the way he talked i was really happy to listen to him for just a few seconds he had that swamp accent he did he 100 percent did He's basically said, you can't get there from here. Well, he just looked at me like, bless your soul, and then shook his head no and said, you can't get there. And we're like, well, is there anywhere to hike around here? He's like, no. <laughs> he was like, we're just hunting. If you could leave us alone, that'd right. also be real good. Thanks for scaring up the birds. <laughs> um, so we turn around. Which we say it like that, but that's not how they sound at all. Right. No, we're, yeah. Um, we say it because we're used to that you know yeah um and then fun of ourselves in that we're making fun of ourselves yes um and so we park and it's just bike trails so we're like looking at the map and we're like okay well the lake's more this way like what if we just walk a little bit and we start seeing like you know the lake through the trees or something i don't fucking know it's just (laughs) miles down the, the road but again it'll make sense later why i think we ended up here and why we took the left why we went to the left and why we did what we did. So we're walking. We took the blue pill. Yes. <laughs> and um, she wanted to leave her offering she brought for the spirits of place, mm-hmm. which was great because right after that, she's like, oh, look, there's mugwort. <laughs> and I don't mean a bush of mugwort. I don't mean, oh, there's a bank of mugwort. The smallest little plant of mugwort. And she picked off like two leaves and gave us each one. Uh, and then you're over there looking at some swamp water. Yeah. Which was black. Black as night. And we're like, what can we do with it? And uh, <laughs> I'm making little ripper, ripperls? Rippers? Rippers? Ripples in the water and thinking about scrying and black, black swamp water. Which is like, when you said that, I was like, I'm fucking stupid as hell. Of course that's what you could do. <laughs> And that's why I love, like, experiencing things with different people, like someone like you who wouldn't even call yourself a witch, versus other people. I mean, it's just everybody has a perspective. Um, I just talked to Clayton about familiars, and he's younger than me. He's newer with his relationship with his familiar, and he's teaching me stuff. Like, that's why we never pretend like we know it all. We're always open. So... Maybe somebody got some swamp water to... Maybe You'd have to get a lot to have it blacked out like that, though. Yeah, but it would still be good for covering things, for veiling things. Yes. Or engulfing. I mean, it it was just pitch black and oily looking. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, Right. Absolutely beautiful. So, we keep walking. There's tons of bikes. We go through the woods a little bit, and then we're like... She was like, well, I got to get back. She had some stuff to that was happening um, that she had to get back to. Because, I mean, she doesn't live there. Um, but it's worth the drive, I guess, to see us. Um, I don't know So why. she says, yes. Um, so anyway, we're walking back. Um, we probably walked, what, not even a mi- half a mile No, in, it wasn't far. And then walked back. It was getting, like, it was getting dark. And we had a couple places we'll tell you about we wanted to check out. So we're walking and there's this like beautiful golden retriever. Yeah. 
Just a big old good boy. Yeah, just sweet boy. Walking off leash because he don't need one. He good boy. Yeah, very smart. And you're over here whispering like, we're talking. You're like, come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come here. You're a good boy. Come to me. Come right to me. And I was like, you're getting, like, you get mad when people, at, like, and he starts know. coming your way. He did because he listens because he's a good boy. Um. Even though he, well, he might have heard you, but he felt your energy he did. pull him in. I summoned him in my heart. So he comes up and she was like, I'm so sorry. He's not supposed to come to people without their permission. And you're like, well, I gave him permission in my heart. Yeah. And she was like, that's probably, he probably knew that. Which is how I talk to strangers. What's wrong with me? <laughs> He's so big. His paws are so big. He's only 11 months old. Yeah. He's not even a year old yet. He looks like a damn luck dragon. He's so long. She was like, this is Doug. And he checked out each one of us, sniffed us all, got his pets yeah. a couple times, made his rounds a couple times. And we're talking to her, and she was like, oh, you know, are you guys from around here? We're like, no. She kind of is. Her family is. But we're both from, like, um, down in North Carolina. And she was like, oh. And we said, well, actually, you know, we were looking for, like, the lake. And she was like, well, you can't get to it on this side. And she was like, honestly, if you went to the other side, I don't think it's even open. I think it's being, um, what, like. Dredge? Yeah, dredged right now, and, like, they're doing construction on it with, like, whatever. So, we're like, well, shit. Like, we wanted to go to this fucking lake. And so, we're talking. She's telling us about all the bears she's been seeing, things like that. And um, we're like, yeah, we just, I mean, we really kind of wanted to see the lake, and we were looking for hiking trails. And, you know, the wildlife refuge, we found out, because we were going to go there, which was close, was closed for hunting. That weekend for hunting. Right. So we're like, we can't go to the wildlife refuge. Like, fuck, did we come on this way and we're just going to have to, like, find a spot, park on the side of the road and just walk in and hope, <laughs> and hope we find something, you know? Waiters. Right. Because, like, there's a reason there's not a lot of hiking trails through this. It's all swamp. It's not marshy. It's not kind of wet. It's fucking legit swamp. It's not Pe- muddy. People go missing out there. People, Yeah. And um, they're like, people drown. It's deeper than you think it is. Stay out of the swamp, but you can kayak, canoe, that, and take boats out, which is very popular. So she goes, actually, you might want to try the National Park, the Great Dismal Swamp National Park in South Mills, North Carolina. I said, well, actually, we were going to camp near there, but everything that we found was like 20, 30 minutes out, and we actually wanted to have our nights in the swamp or nearby enough where we could, like, do... We didn't tell her that. No, <laughs> that we could do stuff. And she was like, yeah, I would um, I would check that out. You know, they, they, they lower the barge or they bring the barge around at 10 in the morning. Um, they might be open. I can't say for sure, but you should check that out. <laughs> so we're like, okay. And, like, we talked to her. We're like, okay, thanks so much. And you were like, she seems like the cryptid we were supposed to find. Yeah. And I'm like, what if this, the whole time the spirit box tells us to find a cryptid, and it means, because we're going to go to the cryptid museum, like, okay, haha, very funny. Of course we're finding a cryptid. We're going to cryptozoology museum. Yeah. So we part ways. We say goodbye to um, our friend and We listener. never got her name. She never told us her name. I think she's Faye. Uh, she's something for sure. She has like three names, but you guys won't know it. Because everybody, oh, yes, okay, yes. Oh, you mean the person I was talking yeah. about. Well, Doug's we said mom. goodbye to Doug's mom. 
And the dog's name is Doug. That's very important. <laughs> um, we don't know her name. But we but say it wasn't... goodbye to our multi-talented, super awesome friend. Right. Um, who actually, I think, is starting up a little art thing. So you can find her on Instagram as Salvo Seawitch. S-A-L-V-O-S-E-A-W-I-T-C-H. And she's like, I, you know, I started drawing recently and I would love to draw you guys something. Um, would you basically accept? We're like, yeah, of course we would take it. What? She's on our Discord and she's been sharing like her art and I'm like blown away. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful work. She does a great job. And there's actually, we have like a handful of like really good artists in our Discord and they share their art. So if you're um, like, I mean, we're... We don't have, like, necessarily the hex file section yet, but there's cryptids, UFOs, and all that. Yeah. But go to the Discord for Cursed and um, all that fun stuff um, and check out, meet some new people, and share your art if you have it. Anyway, that being said, we said goodbye because guess what? You had found some places that we wanted to check out, and where were those? It was an African-American heritage trail, and mm -hmm. it included a one-room school from, I think, like the early 1800s. A cemetery for Civil War Union soldiers, which is always nice because we always get the other kind around here. Yep. Um, and I think I think those were my main interests from that trail. And there was also a a <clears throat> a school, a cemetery. Uh, you did say the cemetery. Um, I thought there was something else that we. There was a school, a memorial. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, like, visitor center. I felt like there was a couple other things involved in this whole heritage trail. Yeah, no, there were, like, five things, but I wanted to see the school and the cemetery. The of most. course. I mean, you're always going to get us at a cemetery. So and it was probably, like... are kind of cool places for me, too. Yeah. So it was, like, later in the evening, and we know we've only got, like, a couple hours before it gets dark. And you found it in, like, the flyer that you just so happened to pick yeah. up. At the grocery store when we were buying? The lady gave it to me. Oh, at the campground? Yeah. Okay. Well, so we have, they have exact addresses in there. We plug it in. GPS is acting funny. Um, we forgot to mention, okay, pause right here and think back to the morning before we went to go meet her. My car was dead. Oh, yeah, after our spirit box section. After the spirit box section, um, we, it was pitch black. We left most of our stuff in the car, um, except for stuff we needed to bring into the cabin. And so there was like, what, like some of the snacks, some of the cookware, um, you know, things like that. And it was so dark and it was parked right beside us at the cabin that anytime the doors were open, you would see the light. The headlights would come on. Um, we sat out by the fire for hours. Right. And it was dark the whole time. Yeah. Pitch. So, and this battery is not old. It's never done it to me before. And we went to start it in the morning after breakfast, and it just would not turn over. And I was like, well, maybe the one of the doors didn't get closed all the way and the light stayed on. But my car has this thing where... If you leave it open for five minutes, the interior lights go off as a, you know, protection from that happening. <laughs> I've left my tailgate open for 
almost up to an hour loading and packing things, um, especially when I was moving, and I would notice it would turn off. And it shouldn't die that way. And I know that I locked it the night of, and of course, if one of the doors isn't closed, it does this flashing thing. And when you open the door and the light comes on, you close it. Like most people's, when you lock it, the light dims and goes off. It was off. Yeah. And it wasn't that cold. It wasn't cold enough to kill a battery. And I remember it was probably about 1130 when we left or noon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's fucking dead. Like nothing comes on. It wouldn't even try to turn over. It was like a dead fucking car. Drained. Completely drained. So I had um, with me like a Stanley um, Power thing and it jumps cars really well so i just popped it in um hooked up the cables and started it and it never gave us problems it never acted weird it didn't have trouble turning over i don't know and then we were like oh you know might what if it was drained or some shit like that right and um then we're waiting at the brewery for our friend and I was like you know you heard gremlin and I was like <laughs> gremlins like to get into machinery and fuck with them is like the idea especially when you talk about the movie gremlins mm-hmm. and we thought that was kind of funny but anyway so we plug in the um, coordinates to go to the schoolhouse yeah. and the cemetery and um we're driving we get we see the sign and we go down this little road and it's like nowhere to be found we see the visitor center. It's closed. Right. It's like this little old... We don't see a schoolhouse. No. We, we don't see, see a cemetery. We see the memorial, which is just hedges and a little plaque. There was nothing inside of it. So we we circle back and we plug it in again. And while we're like going down the road to like try to see if we can find it or if the GPS was fucked up, these jets are flying over the field like five, six jets. Like military jets. Not, not in like a jet airliners, like Right. They were military jets and yeah. they weren't like Like fighter jets. Yeah. And they weren't in like a pattern. They were all spread out all over the place. Very random. And so we drove back and we we're just like, is there like an air base or some kind of installation over here? Maybe that's what we saw the other night, like a rocket or a test thing or something in the sky. So we go back to the place and we're like, this is the road it's supposed to be on, but we didn't go down. It's just a muddy, flooded dirt road into so flooded, so in, muddy, right behind houses and into a farm. And the farm, when I say into a farm, I mean the actual field, the crops. There was nothing growing at the time, but it's the actual fucking field. And I'm like, I'm gonna get stuck back here. And I was like, should we just go further? So I'm driving further. I want to find the shit. So I'm like, yeah, keep going. Right. And we're, I'm like, any minute now, we're going to see the graves. We're going to see the headstones. Yeah. And no. <laughs> no, we did not. At all. Um, and I was like, I'm going to turn around. I was like, fuck, I'm going to get stuck. And I'm like, it doesn't look like I would. But something tells me I will. And guess what? I get stuck in that crop. Just like the front tires. And it is not a four-wheel drive. And, um, Floki quit. Um, and so I'm like doing all I can, turning off the traction control, turning the wheel. And I'm like, I really don't want to get out in like almost knee deep, like mud on this side. 
to try to like push the car out or try to put something under. And I don't even think we're at a point where we could tell like a tow truck where the fuck we were. <laughs> so if you plug in the coordinates for the Civil War Union Soldier 13, Coffee Town 13 cemetery, it should take you right to us. There's no cemetery. It but told that's us we where were there. we are. And we thought, well, maybe there's a place they walk you through. We finally got unstuck. My car's covered in mud. And we're like, well, maybe when you go to the visitor center, there's, or like the information, there, there's somewhere that they show you like, oh, it's in the trees over here. The tree line or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're like, well, fuck, what are we going to do now? And you Google and you're like, well, there's a park nearby here that's got like, that used to be a landfill. There's trails through it. It backs up to a jail. A jail. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. We got to get dinner for later. So let's do it even in the dark. And I mean, it got dark fast when we got it there. Did. Um, we did. We played with the FLIR. There wasn't much to see there. There were some trails. We went out in the middle of the woods. We were trying not to get lost because it was just swamp and a park. Yeah. We did see some deer. Saw you saw a crane. Crane, and we saw a bunch of rabbits. Yeah. And while we're out there, I'm noticing these little glints in the woods and in the grass, and I'm like, "Hey, did you know?" I was like, "I bet you that's a spider." So we walked up, and there's this big wolf spider, and I was like, "We spent way too much time trying to figure out, show you how to use like the headlamp." Yeah. It's all about the angle. You have to have the light, like, in front of your eyes to reflect back. So if you want to do it, just stick your flashlight on your forehead, central, like, right between your eyeballs. And look around. You well, might don't do that. Also, don't do that. I swear you think you're looking at, like, dew or, like, little moisture droplets reflecting back. If they look greenish, blue, orange, and they kind of flash like little stars twinkling, they're spiders. Yeah. And every time we found one, it was a spider. And even the tiniest, we played around with it so much, the tiniest little spiders have like a big flash too. So you don't really know what size spider you're coming up on. <laughs> but it kind of ruins everything for you. Because yeah. we would walk... <laughs> it ruins outside. We'd walk away from like that little patch of grass and look and there was just dozens of them around us that we'd never know where they were. And we saw rabbits, um, what, like four or five rabbits? Mm -hmm. Caught one on the FLIR, which was really cool because I, I was like, well, I've never caught something in the FLIR that far in the woods in, you know, because I just got it and played with it in the house looking for like spirit handprints and Betty and all of this. So it was cool to see the rabbit jump. And it was probably like, how many, like 10 yards from me? Yeah. It was pretty decent. So I was like, so we go back, we're like, we're going to do a spirit box this night. Tonight, too. We originally wanted to do it in the graveyard. Or the cemetery. However, we could not find it. We tried very hard. Right. And um, there is lore we'll get more into, but the lore in the Dismal Swamp is if you... There's a ghost graveyard that doesn't exist unless you're lost. And then if you see it, it means you're lost. And yeah. kind of fucked. Right. I wish we had found it. I'm guessing it's, like, the graves of all the people that have been lost. I don't know. Ooh. So. <laughs> and then you go and you find a grave and it's new and you see your name on it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, and then we go do the spirit box section the next session, the next night. And right out of the gate, I start again, right? 
we live stream this one, so it's on our Instagram if you want to look at it. All but the very, very end, which we'll tell you about. Um, so I don't remember all that you asked me or you asked the questions while I had the headphones in and what I responded. I do remember hearing Pub Street very clear. Again, for the second time. Right. And I was like, fuck, okay. What? I'm like, I wanted to ask questions then, but I was like, no, it's not my turn. <laughs> and I was like, Pub Street. Okay. And then there was one that's like, later on that was like, it's mine. And it was kind of a whisper. And I'm like, it's mine. And then when I repeated it out loud, it was like, it's mine. Like very aggressive and like clear. And I was like, wow, okay, it's mine. Um, I heard WAP, like just the part of the song, like flying by, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, and you had weird experiences while you're asking questions. Yeah, I was like kind of trying to focus more on like the spirits of place, like the land spirits, the swamp itself, and um. I heard sort of heard slash felt slash smelled slash tasted these like very wet footsteps coming toward me slow and I don't know it was really neat like kind of kind of muddy and thick and slow and like rustling in the trees and I don't know it, it was a very cool experience and it, it felt to be approaching like something was walking towards you yes. through that field yes and maybe the canal would stop it maybe it wouldn't there's a part in that video that chills me to the core it's you whispering being your normal self and you're like can you see me i think i see you are you coming towards me? And I'm like, you creepy bitch. <laughs> like, it's it's terrifying because to know that I was blindfolded and had headphones in and this thing was approaching us because you were like, oh, do I see you? <laughs> um, and <laughs> <laughs> so we switched off and I was like, okay, I'm not playing around with like what we did the other night. I'm going to get right into it. And I said, are you ready? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, are you going in? <laughs> and you're like, I'm going in. I'm going in. And then what happened? Ready. No, you put your headphones in and it said, get out. Oh, God, yes. Immediately. I said, I'm going in. And the first thing I heard, I did not even have a second headphone secured in. My eyes were not even covered. It said, get out. Yeah. And I'm like, and you're kind of laugh, but you still put it on. You still went in. Yeah, because I have never followed an instruction and I will never follow an instruction. <laughs> And then, uh, so I was like, okay, do you have a name? And it's you, at some point you said Siebert. And I was like, is your name Siebert? And it was like, most definitely. I was like, okay, um, what do you want to tell me? What do you know about Pub Street? And like a little bit later, we got Richmond. And I was like, is Pub Street in Richmond? I was really focused on this Pub Street because why would we hear it a second time? Yeah. Clear as day. Google does not show any Pub Street. So if you're listening to this and you live in... I guess anywhere that has a pub street, let us know because it doesn't seem to be one in Virginia no. and there doesn't seem to be one in North Carolina, at least not one that's called pub street now. I don't know if it's a nickname. I don't know if it's a place. I think things used to be called stuff like that. Well, and then we got ages. Um, 
there was one point where uh, it said like red body, red bodies. Yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? And you were like, it's happened to me before. And I don't remember if that's when I asked like, did you, how did you die or did something happen? And like when you said red, red bodies, I just saw like blood. Like yeah. in, my, in my head, I was like, oh shit, blood? And we get other names and then there's like a Karen that comes through. And it was like, um, Karen, she's nice. She's not mean, blah, blah, blah. And like all this stuff you were saying. Overprotective. Overprotective. And it was like, jump out of the way. I was like, what? I'm kind of looking behind me. And it was like, be ready. And I was like, ready for what? Oh my God, these things keep telling us to be ready. <laughs> and I said something like, I left you some like alcohol and it was like diet. We left you some wine and it was like diet. I was like, okay, that's funny. Okay, Karen. Right. Okay, Karen. And then I was like, oh, do you like tobacco? And it was like, hard to get, difficult to get. And I was like, it's not too bad. It was like in the city. And I was like, oh, so there's all these kind of things, right? And at the time, you had handed me the spirit box because you were trying to cover your ears because they were like, you know, they're Apple headphones. So you have to cover them and stand away because they're not like you could say you could kind of hear the bass of my voice, but you couldn't hear what I was saying. Yeah. Which and... I didn't even want to hear that. I didn't <laughs> want it to have like a call and response feel at all. Of I just course. wanted to say what I heard when I heard it. Right. And so I am holding the spirit box. And I feel a little prick on my ankle. I was like, okay. I feel it again and again. And I'm like, oh shit. And I reach down to like, because I've got ants on my, not many, but a few ants had crawled up my shoe. And I'm holding the spirit box and it yanks like the headphone out of your ear. <laughs> and you scream. That was the first night. A blood curdling scream like a woman being murdered in the marsh. That was the first night. And so the second night we live streamed it. Because I was like, no, that's not how it went. But that was the first night. Because yeah. I was like, well, let's not stand in the same, same spot because of ants. <laughs> well, this time, like, we did a live stream and only, like, one or two people ever um, caught or, like, watched it. Which is fine. We were using it to document it. And then... It got down to zero. Nobody was there. And it had been like, it was coming up on an hour. And I was like, okay, we'll stop this. And you say, I'm ready. What did it say to you? No more done, Estes. Done with Estes? Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I was about done too. We didn't have any listeners. You know, or nobody was viewing anymore. And you were like, no, that's what it said to me. Done <laughs> with Estes. And I was like, it said that? Yeah. And that's the exact method that we were using it was crazy. I didn't know what to think about that. And when you hear things like that, you think, surely, like, I'm making this up. But you also know you're not fucking making it up. But that's what's so good about that method is because we didn't pre-plan questions. No. Sure, there's some that'll overlap, like, what is your name or where are you from? You know, things like this. And um, we said, we're going to go hiking tomorrow. Um, that's one of the questions I asked. And it said, like... Don't leave. And we're like, we're, you know, we're here for another day. Um, you know, and it was like, can't keep up. And I was like, no, it won't be too bad of a hike. And so this is where we changed our plan. Because we said, when we left, we were like, we're going to go around because we didn't have time the day before. And we ended the spirit box session there. Went to bed. Got up the next day. 
Our original plan was to drive back the way we came and go to the lake. But after we talked to Doug, which actually, that was one of the names you heard was yeah. Doug. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, what are the odds? We met a Doug. Right. He was a dog. Yeah. But we got information from this woman. Doug's Good mom. information. And so her information made us change the plan without knowing. We just trusted it. And yeah. we said, one day we're going to come back and we're going to check out that lake. We're going to get kayaks, canoes, boat, whatever we need to. We're going to check out the canals and the lake. However, what if we go back and go to the national park, take our chances there, see if it's open, and go off this woman's like suggestion, Doug's mom. Because she was obviously new. She's from there. She yeah, was like, I was born was here. Like... I've lived here my whole life. Um, I know these parts. I know what's open and closed. So we're like, okay, this is why you kind of hit the pavement. Even though we didn't intend to like strike up that conversation, the dog came over. You wanted it to come over. She just so happened we were, like, mentioning the lake to the hunters. They were like, there's no way to get to it here. She said the same thing. But then she gave us a suggestion of where to go. And I said, actually, I saw that on there, but I thought we would go to the lake and the wildlife refuge, but they both seem to be closed. So we end up going to, in North Carolina the next day, on the way back, we're going to hit that museum, and we're still talking about the whole trip, and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll go to here, hike a little bit, see what we can see, and then we'll go to the museum. So, it's in South Mills, North Carolina, at the bottom east corner, southeast corner of the swamp. It is the National Park. We get there, and the bridge is up, and we're like, oh, shit. But there's a bunch of cars here. Yeah. And we're like, we'll get out and look anyway, and we start looking, and this big boat comes through, and then a second boat comes through. Yachts. Yachts. Well, one was a yacht, and um, then it was almost noon. At this time. And then the bridge starts moving. I was like, isn't that moving? So we're like, we can get in. Mm -hmm. So we go in, and this is getting a little bit longer, but we're coming to the end of kind of the story a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we go in, and what does the guy say? He was like, you got to check in. Are you going on the trails or are you going on the boardwalk? And we said, well, we kind of wanted to do both because the boardwalk was kind of like this platform boardwalk through the swamp, and the other one was hiking trails. He's like, well, if you're going on the hiking trails, you got to check in and I got to like uh, get your description and what you're wearing and your car in case um, we need to identify you. And I don't know what our faces looked like, but it had to have been sheer excitement. Yeah, it was joy. We're it like, was just joy. Oh my God, we just talked about missing people. We're in a national park. That means there's people that's been missing, right? This is it. I don't have to go to work on Monday. <laughs> so we're like... And he's like, we're, so we're giving him all this information. And um, so we start on the trail. And we're like, oh, man, it looks so fey. Like, there's, like, these dens running through everything. There's gray wolves in the area. So we're like, we might, hopefully we'll see a wolf, a bear, a Bigfoot, an otter. Like. Anything, really? Anything. I'm pleased with any animal that I see. Right. So we're walking through the trail. And um, all these little arches. We're seeing little shells everywhere. Um, and then there's this little shiny pearl looking thing and I'm like, oh, let me Ugh. pick that up. And I was like, wait, it's squishy. And I didn't pick it up, but I touched it. And then I started looking again. I was like, it's a fucking tick. And that tick Ugh. was like. The size of a grape. Yes. And it was shiny and pearlescent. And I was like, Ugh. like it ruined my whole mindset for the rest of my life. It's like that <laughs> something traumatic happened to me that changed my life, Jack. 
I touched a tick, a full <laughs> ass tick, just barely, just enough to know it was squishy, but enough for me to want to burn my hand off because I hate ticks more than anything and didn't find any ticks on myself. I didn't think ticks were in Ugh. season at this point, but it hasn't been cold enough, I guess, to kill them off. This one didn't have a head or legs, but it must have fallen off an animal or something. Somebody bit it off of their own selves. But we did see, um, what did we see? We saw deer tracks, raccoon tracks. We saw maybe, what, like two groups that passed us, three groups. Mm -hmm. We were letting them go ahead because we're looking in the mud and the dirt. Now, it's been raining, so everything's muddy. Um, some parts are muddier than others. Some you walk around, but the edges of the trails were kind of like solid. Yeah. They were harder ground. The middle was very slick and muddy, but not even that deep, like not enough to sink. Just that silty, sandy, fine sand. It looks like a trail on a... Hard packed. Yeah, it's hard packed. It's sand. There's shells in this. Yeah. Like, like the beach. Yeah. Because it's a swamp. It's coastal. Yeah. Um, you're talking about a spot that like isn't on the coast, but... It, you know, inlets and stuff. It used to be one time a long time ago. Yes. So we're walking and stuff and like we're talking about Bigfoot. I'm talking about Bigfoot a lot. I'm like, oh my God, like this looks like the perfect spot. Like I kind of want to go back here and look. And we're going, we're probably a mile in and I'm walking ahead. I'm like these raccoon tracks. I'm taking pictures. You know, I know what deer and stuff look like. I grew up in the woods and always saw them. You're seeing some bike tracks. You're not supposed to have bikes on there. And you're seeing like shoe prints. Not many are very deep unless they're in the center of the trail, which is still kind of like soft. Yeah, only in spots. Right. Though. And I'm walking ahead, and you were like, "Am I fucking crazy? No, I'm. You're gonna let. You're gonna make fun of me. But is this something?" And I'm like, "Oh, what you got? Like you got a track?" <laughs> and I walk over, and I'm like, "No, I think that's a. No, because see, that's where you. Hold on, wait." And we start picking leaves off. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, this just looks like a, it's not right. And I was like, the casting stuff is like a mile back in the car. And I'm like, this is not a it's not a Bigfoot track, right? And you're like, I mean, it looks funny, right? It can't be. <laughs> like, I don't know. All I'm doing is saying, look at this. I'm not saying anything about it. I said, well, let me take some pictures. Let me pull off some leaves. I was like, I don't want to pull out some of these because they're like stuck in the ground. And I don't want to like distort the shape. So I'm taking off the layer of leaves that had just, you know, been uh, more recent than the, when the track was made that had fallen. And there's other tracks around. So I'm pulling leaves off and I'm like, well, let me take pictures. Uh, I don't have a measuring tape, but let me put my Bic lighter because the idea is to put something that everybody knows the size of or can easily reference. A Bic lighter is about three inches. Yeah. A little bit over, not even three and a quarter, I don't think. Um so I put the Bic lighter down, take a couple pictures, and we're looking at it. And I was like, I mean, it looks weird. Like, what if it was? <laughs> uh, it's probably just, and I was like, it probably just looks like that. And, but we keep staring at it. And I'm like, actually, are those toe prints? And you were like, kind of. And I was like, fuck, they are, right? And yeah. I was like, how did you even spot this? How did I miss it? And how did we not step on it? It was covered in leaves. And you were like, I don't know. I just saw it and thought. Yeah. Looked like a footprint. So we're, And a footprint doesn't belong there. So we look around the area. There's no impressions anywhere else that look like it. There's the raccoon tracks. You can follow them. You can see other people's trails. You see the deer. There's no impressions on the sides or anything like that. And 
I'm looking for like bark being disturbed. I'm looking for like fur hanging from trees. <laughs> and I was like, this is interesting. Well, we have pictures of it. Um, I don't think it's worth casting. It was pretty shallow. And who knows? We've never se- I've never seen a print. <laughs> Not a print like that. Not one worth like taking a picture. And in hindsight, I should have went, I should have just went back and got the casting powder. But it was getting late. We were on time crunch. We were in kind of disbelief. Like, we're obviously misidentifying this. Yeah. And we were talking about it. And we passed this guy. He had seen us down the trail. We'd seen him a couple times. I kept calling him Zach Galifianakis because he kind of looked like it with, like, the from Hangover with the camera hanging on his stomach. He's wearing, like, a T-shirt. He's got a beard. Suspenders. Suspenders. Um, like, a hat or something. And I'm like, oh, Zach Galifianakis. I was like, let's just walk away from the print. Let's... Don't bring any more attention to it because, like, we don't want anybody to mess it up. What if we go back? And we're walking, and he looks at us. He says something, and I don't hear what he says. I thought he just kind of said, hey. But he stops and is looking down. He kind of stares where trying to – I think he was trying to figure out what we were looking at. So he walks away, and I was like, fuck. I'm looking at the picture, and I'm like, fuck. Fuck, what if it is? (laughs) <laughs> so I go back and I don't know if it was his step that had like ruined it or if he had like moved around the dirt to look at it, but it did not look the same after I took those pictures. Like he was look trying to figure out what we were staring at and in turn compromised the print. So even if I had gone back at that point to get casting powder, which I'm still kicking myself, it didn't look as defined. And I don't I don't think he stepped on it, but I think he was like brushing stuff around. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Maybe we'll see more. And we don't. And I kind of send it off. I shoot it off to a couple people while we're out there because we have service. And we get back around and we're going to go on the boardwalk. And you're like, I need to run to the car. Um, And then I'm just sitting there. Because, you know, I mean, we had walked a couple miles at this point. And I'm sitting there looking at it. And I'm like zooming in. And I'm like, this, is this a Bigfoot print? Like, <laughs> in the beginning, I was kind of like 50-50, which you said, actually, it's 50-50. It's either is or isn't. Yeah. There's no other way about Those it. Those are what the, you said, what are the chances? I said, I feel like it's about 10% of Bigfoot print. <laughs> and you were like, I feel like it's about 50-50. Yeah. It either is or it isn't. Yeah. And I was like, good point. <laughs> That's why you do the math. Yes. I'm the mather. So I'm sitting on this park bench and I'm like, huh. And I'm zooming in and like the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy shit, wait. There's some spots on this print that looks like dermal ridges. And we did see it there, but like I didn't see as many of them as I did when I started zooming in. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And we saw the arch, but then I start thinking like one of the common things that they talk about with the Patterson-Gimlin prints and, like, other people's prints are a mid-tarsal break that humans don't have. It's where the center of your foot basically flexes because of the shape of your foot. And we know what we're talking about because we're x-ray techs. Yes. And humans' foots don't flex like that. And there was, it was a curve. There was a curve to the foot. Um, and I see the fourth and fifth digits are pretty well-defined. Um, and I'm like, it just would be deeper, right? But at the same time, when I tried to cop, like make a print and measure it, it was a little bit bigger than my hiking boot, which is a size 10, but it's oversized for a 10. And 
so I think it was probably about 12, 13 inches. Yes. I was like, I just don't know if it's big enough. I mean, Clayton, my brother, has bigger feet than this Bigfoot would had. And I'm like, it's just not deep enough. And I'm like, but fuck, there's shoe prints in here that are deeper. The raccoon prints are deeper than the fucking um, people's prints. But they were in the dead center and they were little pin. Who knows when they were left? Whatever. So fast forward, us driving down, we're talking about it. We're leaving the swamp. We do the boardwalk. It was beautiful. Looks like Sasquatch territory to me. Yes. We're driving back and we're like, let's hit this museum. It's two hours away. So we get to this museum. It's called the Cryptozoology and Paranormal Museum in Littleton, North Carolina. This town has like 600 residents, population 600, 50, something like that. Yes. So we find it. There's Bigfoot-like silhouettes in the yard. It's open every day, one to seven, supposedly. Pull around and park. It's somebody's house that the front part is a museum and the rest. The whole time we're driving here, we're seeing things like this rural-ass North Carolina these towns they don't have just one graveyard every house had a little personal graveyard it seemed like yes every other house had this little cemetery yeah five six family plots in the front yards alongside the roads by the road and i mean we must have seen a dozen of these so and we're like there's another one there's another one some are new some look old and i'm like what is the deal with this and we see these old farmhouses those very tall narrow like white ones with like four windows on the front, four windows on the side, little extensions. And we're like, you're like, oh my God, I love those houses so much. And I was like, they always look like there should be candles in the window and a ghost room in the halls. Yes. Well, guess what kind of house this museum is in? <laughs> it's that fucking house. The synchronicities just don't stop. They don't stop. So we're getting out of the car and we start walking up and this SUV pulls up on the side of the road and parks. Guy gets out and he said, are you here for the museum? We're like, yeah. And he was like, hold on. I'll meet you around front. I'll open it up for you. And we're like, uh, okay. That's obviously the owner. And we walked to the front and there was a big sign on the front that's on the door that's closed. And we were like, it's five o'clock, right? Yeah. It was about five. And he was like, hey, I was just um, doing a beer run. <laughs> and I happened to see you guys pull in. And so I wanted to see if you were here for the museum. And I'm like, did we literally almost just miss this guy? Yes. And did he miss us? And he could have just been like, you know, the place closed at 7. He's like, I'm done for the day. Probably wasn't busy on a Sunday evening. I'm going to pretend like it's closed. <laughs> My sign says closed. Yes. So he opens it up. We think we're going to look around, find a souvenir for um, Clayton, who's nice enough to house sit and pet sit for us. And he starts telling us these stories. Have you ever been here before? No. He's telling us all these stories. He was like, this place has so many Bigfoot sightings, like, recently. And I know I'm jumping into this, but, like, it built up to that. And on the way there, I was like, one, somebody commented and was like, you should show this to some people in the Bigfoot scene. And I was like, I'll send it to them when I get back. I was like, oh, I should show the person at the, whoever's at the museum what they think. Little did we know, this motherfucker who's awesome. His name is Steven Barcelo. He's got a YouTube channel. He's got um, all these other things. He is a retired investigator, not investigator, retired journalist, journalist who moved down here from New Jersey, I think. New York. New York. Um, and he uh, bought this house for real cheap. Um, turns out it was haunted. He showed us videos in the house with shadow people. As hell. As shadowy as hell. <laughs> um, he showed us 
video of Pete or pictures of people who took of the mirrors in that place, like showing ghosts in the reflection. He's telling us who these people were. Who where, the ghosts in the mirrors were. There's a haunted doll. He's got haunted dolls in there. It's a clown. We have a picture up on the Instagram. Um, the picture he showed us in its reflection, its eyes are shifted to the side eye. And I was like, that's probably just an optical illusion. I want to go look at this clown. And like, it's easily debunkable. It's just the trick of light. No, it's not. That no. clown's eyes are straightforward. They're painted on. In the reflection, they look straightforward. And he said people have seen this clown's eyes shift in real time in front of them to the point where they've left. Yeah. They've been terrified. He was like, can I just talk to you about it? You want to take a picture? And he was like, no, I'm out. I'm done. So he starts showing us these YouTube videos and these interviews he has with like the news and these other people. And basically, we've stumbled upon a hot spot of Bigfoot activity. Just dozens in the last couple months. And it's not far from there. It's in town, too, right. not just in the woods. Right. He just tells us where it is, right? And people are seeing it. His neighbor behind him saw one moved in a week. Um, people were seeing it driving to U, uh, the USPS, the post office. Um, and people were seeing it at the park down there. People were seeing it walk across the road in broad daylight. Um, he's got so many prints. He's got these, like, pictures. He's got FLIR images of something up on a hill that looks gigantic just insane and we're like this is the right place i'm gonna ask show him this print and i'm thinking all right let's get ready because we don't even think it's that real yeah. or the chances are low so let's show him so we hand over the i show him the phone i said so okay bear in mind it's not big enough it's probably not deep enough <laughs> that's what they all say right yeah um, she said and i'm like but doesn't it look weird and he goes oh yeah yeah you got your toe prints here uh-huh and i said we'll see how it's he's like yep uh-huh. And there, and I said that, yep, uh-huh. And he was like, well, let me show you this one. He goes, they're not always super large. And what was your, what's your, your comment now? Oh, that it, like, big feet, foots aren't born full size, I guess. They have to, like, grow their babies at some point. Right. And he shows us a print that looks very similar to ours, except it's not as curved. And he was like, this one I found, I found them up to 19 inches. I found them... Um, this size and he was like a lot of the sightings have had like a group yeah where there's been large large tracks medium tracks smaller tracks people have seen what you would assume is a male and a female and a an offspring um showing us cast showing these people these people are visibly shaking some are crying they're like i fucking saw a bigfoot yeah he's showing us around the museum and like i could have spent all day in there talking to him and asking him about everything um he shows you this haunted object piece of farm equipment from nearby where you're from yeah and it was just amazing and we're like fuck we're gonna have to camp up here and he goes well call me before you do i'll tell you if there's any recent sightings i'll tell you where to go um i might come out with you um and we said well we didn't ca he was like did you have casting stuff he was like always cast it i said well it was kind of shallow especially near the hill we thought he's like oh you probably would have got a blob print which doesn't have much definition but it's worth trying anyway and I was like, okay, yeah, but we're new at this. We've never seen a print before. We bought the material. We could have done it, but we just thought it had to be deep and had to hold all this stuff. So he was giving us some tips, and I was like, okay, we'll practice. But we're looking to go out uh, first weekend in December yeah. and go up there for a day trip. And he said, call me when you get up here. I'll see if I'll go out with you. I'll tell you if there's any groups out there. We can meet up with them. Um, 
share evidence, share stories. We'll go all, I'll go out looking. We'll go all out. Yeah, we'll go all out. All in. Ready? All in. Ready. And so we're like, well, shit, now we have to drive by this place on our way out because people are seeing these at night, in the day. Like, there's a good chance, and you will have a live stream of us driving down that road. There's a good chance we might see one. You can't pass that up. Yeah. So we drive to this park, check it out. We're like, we're coming back. It's not but a few hours away. We're going to do a day trip, make a day trip of it, get there early, leave late. Who knows? It's going to be December, so we're probably not going to camp, but we'll plan that later. And it's just cool to have this contact um, who we expected to look at our print and say, yeah, that's kind of interesting, but here's what it's lacking. Instead, he's showing us what it has to point to it being a print. Right. And we're like, okay, well, that's one person who's a Bigfoot researcher who does this for a living now and who's cast and does as a print. What does he know? Right. Um, so, like any good person, I posted on Twitter, I posted on Instagram. If you're hearing this, go look at it. Um, the few people, I'm still waiting to hear back on some, like, some experts. I don't know if they'll even see the emails or messages I sent them, but I'm hoping they do. Um, I know, I know we didn't get enough information that we should have. Now we're hearing all the stuff and we're learning. They're like, well, take video, um, measure, take a wider angle of the, the scene. Take, um, every, if you see more than one print, which we only saw one which measure, yeah, measure between prints, measure the gate, measure the width, the depth, um, take multiple pictures from multiple angles, take video, cast it. Um, this is what you need to do with the cast if it's shallow, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, yeah, there's a reason it's shallow. He said, they're never deep here because you've got all that silt and that clay packed down. Mm -hmm. And we're like, yeah, that ground looks softer than it is. Because when I tried to step down, I didn't even go down half an inch. And I'm wearing these big ass boots. Um, I'm 200 something, like probably 240, 230, 240. At currently after camp snacks <laughs> and I'm like I know a Bigfoot's heavier than that but if I only go down like half an inch this was an inch in some spots oh, yeah. I would say yeah. um, and it was on the drier side of the bed we don't know how old it was we don't know how much rain changed it so it's interesting but here we have this print that we thought okay um, people are going to debunk this right away we're trying to debunk it it's overlapping it's this it's probably that it's just, what's that thing your eyes do when they see stuff that's not there or they try to put something to it, like why people see faces and like electrical outlets or signs. That's different with faces. But what I mean is we expected, once we started saying Bigfoot track, we started seeing a Bigfoot track. What if it was just happenstance or what if somebody set something down? And a couple people have said, well, what if somebody set down a bag? And I was like, well... There was a perfectly, inches away, there was a perfectly dry spot to sit your stuff. Why would you put it right in the mud? Yeah. Um, and whose bag has toes? Whose bag has toes? Uh, we thought maybe it's those dumb fucking toe finger shoes. But they have treads on them. This had no tread. And every, you could even see bike treads. You could follow them. Like, even though the mud didn't sink deep, it left a print of every little thing that touched it. So the fact that this looked like it had ridges and no treads, I don't know. But what we expected was a lot of shit to say, like, no, there's no way. 
And what we got was a lot of like, that's a really fucking weird print or looks like one to me or it looks similar to this. So if you're hearing this and you haven't seen the picture, go take a look at it. Tell us what you think. If you think it's bullshit, tell us. If yeah. you think it's real, tell us. If you have an idea of what it could be, tell us because we don't know. And we're obviously open to criticism and other people's opinions because that's why we've shared it. I mean, we shared that thing we saw in the sky and because of that, we found out it was a rocket. And we could have just been like, no, it's a UFO. Yeah. No. But we had suspicions. Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. Haters will say it's faked. But um, I don't want vague evidence that could be. I want evidence that can't be. And I mean, I don't know how much you could prove a Bigfoot track is a Bigfoot track is a Bigfoot track. But we can rule out things. And to me, it just doesn't have the shape of a human foot. Like I said, we're x-ray techs. We do tons of x-rays. Mm -hmm. We've seen deformities. We've seen missing toes. We've seen clubfoot, club foot, bunions out the ass, yeah. um, d gross feet, fucking small, big feet, ones that won't even fit on the x-ray cassettes. So we kind of know, without being pervy, because I actually do not like them that much, we kind of know feet as well as we know other parts of the body. So to me, that curve, that arch, and that ridge in the center, just fucking, like I said, we tried to explain it away, and the more we try, the it's more it seems odd. Not natural for a human foot. Right. And I'm not even saying that it's 100% a Bigfoot track. We never said that out of the gate. But it's getting more and more likely that it's unexplainable than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. So now more we have more of a mystery. More of a mystery. So what did we find? What did the spirit box tell us? We were going to find a mystery. We were going to find a cryptid. We found a lead on a hot spot where it's like, oh, you is has this got you wet? Has this got you? Could you be any more erect? Well, guess what? Look what's not that far from you. Yeah. Um, I'm just like head over heels, excited about it. Whether it's a print or not, I got the fever. That could be Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. I don't know because I've touched a tick. <laughs> yes. Or it's Bigfoot Fever. But we'll let you know when we go. You'll have a whole episode. This got a little bit long, but there was so much that we experienced. So from the beginning of our trip, we knew something weird would happen. And at the end of it, we were kind of blown away. Like we met a connection and we have possible one to two to more groups of Bigfoot in this one area. And it's just... It's insane. Yeah. Um, can't wait to explore more there. Um, so thank you all for listening. Uh, I know this is a day late. But <laughs> to we... our goings on. <laughs> this is a day late. You probably don't mind. We've been busy. We've been putting up stuff. I just recorded yesterday almost three hours worth of familiars for you for part two and part three. So part two will be dropping Friday. And I have Clayton on and we talk about Ava and his familiar um, we give a backstory, how we met them, how we interact with them. Part three is more about descriptions of them and the day-to-day -day and how to work with them. So you wanted more familiars, you're fucking getting them. Yeah. And um, as far as Hex Files, we'll see what comes next. But right now we're still like trying to hear about this possible print <laughs> and our spirit box session. So um, what we're going to do is put up some lore next week. We were a little bit late behind because of the trip. We left on a Friday, which usually when patron stuff comes out, there's still the alien bonus coming up. There's still the bonus of missing people. A couple more cases. We're going to have the bonus spirit box for people five and up. 
Um, and the first session, second session's free, but the first one, we're doing it backwards. <laughs> it should be the first one's free, right? Yeah. And then we're going to have some lore and stuff from the swamp. We're going to talk more about like some of the ghost stories that happen there that aren't our personal experiences. So we had, we got way more than we thought we were going to. Honestly, did not expect to find anything in the woods. I expected maybe to have a weird like, like experience with shadows or like spirit box might have said something but we had conversations with things both nights mm-hmm. we found shit i don't know it's crazy just to think about it it's making me excited we did not collect shells and swamp water from the swamp no because you can't they're a national park yes so we didn't we it said do, do not collect artifacts well if you pick up a bottle that's just picking up litter you were clean in that part. I did. My other thing was, what if I went to get all that plaster stuff that I couldn't hide, like the bucket and everything else, and the guy at the bridge was like, what are you doing? What is that? I was like, uh, pancakes? Yeah. Going to make pancakes? Um, there was also the chance of like getting in trouble for casting in a national park. But the guy is like the actual commissioner of this town, so he's like, oh, we'll block off the whole park if we see something. <laughs> so really cool to have met him network with him we talked his ear off for two hours he loves what he does if you're in the area look it up go to it we haven't even got to like ask about half of the shit in there we just started talking he's got a haunted mirror with like a demon trapped inside of it so he says that he got from a trailer yeah so um it was exciting but appreciate you guys um interacting we would like to do more like spirit box sessions with betty where you guys might do a live stream so with betty we'll do like a live stream maybe for patrons where you guys can ask questions and um be involved in that like investigation with her because we still want to do a estes method with her as well so um and maybe in december we'll have some patreon only videos from the the um, bigfoot hunt like a full-on expedition um so until next time this has been hex files i've been josh i don't even think we introduced ourselves i'm still tomorrow and this is still floki the producer who's done nothing but rub her face on the computer and my finger and um we'll see you next time and um (laughs) go look at those prints tell us what you think yeah just tell us they're stupid if you think they're stupid go watch our live videos go watch the second spirit box session um tell us if it's as weird to you as it was to us (laughs) All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hex Files is hosted by us, by me. <laughs> by you. And you. And me. And um, produced by me, edited by me, um, investigated by both of us. Produced by Floki. The cat. Furky? Oh. She's not saying anything. All right. That's all.